What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. Of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we will be reviewing the brand new rated R comedy, Strays. And of course, we're going to hit you off with that Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. But before we can do that, I am your host, Rich. And unfortunately, the nerds are not all here. Because uh, as of the time we were originally going to record this, Ron wasn't here. And then when we didn't get to do that, we just said, hey, we already told you to give him a week off. So might as well enjoy your week off, Ron, especially because you're dog sitting. But instead, uh, I am joined in the passenger seat by the man that doesn't need an introduction, but yet has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. I'm talking about Diesel. I'm much too young to feel this damn old. <laughs> I tell you. Well, it's because we had a long weekend. Let's just kick right into it instead of just saying how your week was. Of course, this past weekend, as many of you know, we were at Sci-Fi Horror Fest. I'm the event manager there. Diesel was up there to keep me sane and help out because <laughs> uh, uh, we're all friends and uh, with the promoters and everything else. And uh, I'll just say this. We had a great weekend in Vernon Downs, at Ver- in Vernon, New York, at the Vernon Downs uh, Hotel and Casino. It was a great turnout. We had a good time. Uh, everybody seemed to be happy. I'm super over the moon about it and uh, can't wait for 2024 because we will be back in Vernon Downs at the Vernon Downs Casino for Sci-Fi Horror Fest 2024. Stay tuned for that date. And of course, everything else that goes along with it. Diesel, how was your experience at Sci-Fi Horror Fest this year? It was a good time. though. Um, got to see a lot of familiar faces that we've got to meet over the years. So that's always fun doing the return to the cons. And then got to meet a lot of new people, and it appeared like all the celebrities were having a good time, all the vendors were making money, and the fans were having a great time. So, Absolutely. Got to talk to a lot of fans. Got to talk to a lot of obviously, celebrities and stuff, because that's part of my job. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, we try to keep the, the cost down. We try to make sure that it's affordable for people. I, I was even having that conversation with some of them that really appreciated it. I was like, listen, we're going to try to never price you out. I promise. I mean, I'm not going to say ticket prices aren't going to go up because obviously venue costs go up. But and also, you guys want us to bring in bigger stars. And of course, bigger stars means bigger prices. And of course, everybody I talked to when I said, hey, if we bring in a couple bigger names and stuff, because I mean, listen, we had Ken Foray there, who's been in a ton of stuff. Of course, Dawn of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Keenan and Kel for us, you know, the good, those of us who grew up in the 90s. And of course, uh, he's Joe Grizzly, bitch, from Rob Zombie's Halloween, amongst a million other things. Like, if you if you know, you know who Ken Foray is, I guarantee it. Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp was there. The very funny, very awkward very awesome <laughs> dave sheridan was also there uh you know him as uh, deputy doofy from scary movie uh, amongst a bunch of other things but uh, i think that's where most people remember him from uh i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher his name and if you're listening to this buddy i swear to god i'm sorry r a me off 
who was Leatherface in Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. He was there. Jason Brooks, who is a special effects uh, wizard, as far as, in my impressions. Also, not only did he do the special effects for, but he has been Jason Voorhees in Vengeance and Vengeance Part 2 and also the movie Roseblood. Uh, so if any of you have seen those great fan films, if not, check them out on YouTube. That's our good friend Jason Brooks. He was an awesome person as well. He did seem pretty fucking awesome. And of course... <laughs> Hide your wives if you're a middle-aged man, because the middle-aged white woman slayer, Lorenzo Lamas, was in the house, the renegade himself. Of course, also Greece, and I think that's why he's more over with that audience. Mm, yeah. uh, he couldn't talk about Greece because of the strike, so, you know. But at the same point, Jester Lorenzo Lamas was there, and uh, he was very nice as well, him and his, his lovely fiance. So I'm sorry for ruining your dreams if you uh, thought you had a shot with Lorenzo Lamas. Uh, but he is awesome. So everybody Shucks. was there, and then we had some. We had uh, some other guests as well. Uh, we had Cecil Trachenberg from uh, Good Bad Flicks. We came through, uh, you know, and a few other people. So it was, it was a good time. It was really. It's a good time. There's nobody there I can complain about, and nor would I, because that'd be bad for business. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I had a great time. All the fucking fans were awesome. All the celebrities were awesome. Uh, Vernon Dallin's Hotel and Casino. Thank you so much for being our home. Uh, big shout outs to all that. So yeah, there's a little victory lap for you guys and a peek behind the curtain about what I do some uh, outside of the three F and podcast. And of course, that's not my only con to go to. I'm not. Thankfully, we're just press at New York Comic Con and not not running that because I don't want to know. <laughs> I know what I go through at our convention, which is um, like a medium sized convention. It's not small, but it's not large. I can only imagine a gigantic convention what it goes into running that thing. You'd be popping Tums like they're goddamn Skittles. <laughs> I would be. I would have been going to Rabbit more for a lot more chocolate. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> I'm just throwing Shout it out, out there. Shout out to our homeboy Rabbit. He uh, he was he was taking care of us this weekend. Uh, with that being said. I hope everybody out there had a great week as well. And I hope you have a great upcoming week. But how we got to kick this show off is simple. We got to talk about them shameless opening plugs. And of course, if you would like to find anything out at all about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. While you're there, check out all of our social media links. Also, check out the T Public link. Buy some good nerd swag from us. This always helps it handy to support the cause and help support spread the word of nerd. Also, if you would like to support what we do here on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. Plus, you help support the show. And of course, if you forget that, it's at 3FNPodcast.com. While you're at the 3FNPodcast.com website, you can also check out the links for 3FN Podcast 607TWS, the wrestling show that I do each and every week with Ken M from the ODPH Podcast. If you're a pro wrestling fan, check that out as well. But there's links and you can stream it right from the website. Plus, you can go over to the friends of the show like the ODPH Podcast and check them out as well. While you're there, hit up that musical directory where the bands that allow us to use their music copyright free so we don't get hit with those dreaded DMCAs live. And that, of course, includes our good friend Shout at the Robots, whose song, Fail Better, is the theme song for the 3FM podcast you hear at the beginning of the show each and every week. So uh, go check them guys out and everybody else there and support them on YouTube Music, Bandcamp, and Spotify. And last but certainly not least, we have our sponsorship page. Go check it out for the great places to sponsor this show and help us come to you commercial-free each and every week. Big shout-outs to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing. If you're in the 607 and want to put the pride back into your ride, Diesel, who do you call? 607-644-3389. Tell them the 3FN Podcast sent you. Also, W Energy, the official energy drink of the 3FN Podcast. Go to w.com 
D-U-B-B-Y.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y.gg. And uh, at checkout, use the promo code 3FNPOD. That's the number 3-F-N-P-O-D for 10% off every purchase, by the way. Not just the first purchase, every purchase. And of last but certainly not least is our main sponsor. That, of course, is Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And of course, if you're in the 607 or passing through the 607 and you want to find out about events at the shop, make sure you like their Facebook page, Dragon Master Games on Facebook. In case you uh, forget any of those awesome links or anything, just go to 3FNPodcast.com. It's got your hookup. And if I was 607TWS, I would say like Big Papa Pump. Because mm-hmm. you know, hey, you got to make it spot on. I got to come up with a good one for 3FN Podcast as well. Uh, Diesel, now that we've got our weeks out of the way, now that uh, we've got the business out of the way, I think it's time to start the show. And you know how we like to hit them off with... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Got a little bit of a cool down in the box office this week. Coming in at number five with $6.1 million for its fourth week on the list. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. I'm kind of surprised that that hasn't ever picked up in the box office. It's a really good movie. Dropping down to the number four spot, Oppenheimer pulls in another $9 million. I mean, there's nothing to fear. They're spending the, the, the theaters for what, almost two months now? Yeah. Jeez. Blue Beetle comes in at th- number three with $13 million for its second week. I'm, I'm telling you, The Flash did not help that movie out. I think that's why they took a bath. Everybody's lost faith in DC Studios. Yes. I'm not joking. I, I think this is... A, if, the, if right now, if you're Peter Safran and uh, James Gunn, I don't know. I don't even know if their new Superman movie is going to save it. Yeah, it's... They got to come correct soon to even have a chance. I agree with you. Uh, dropping down, finally, out of her throne, Barbie pulling in $17 million for its sixth week. Well, to be fair, she has come off the throne a couple times, but usually reascends to the throne. <laughs> Once again, almost two months and still making that money. Of course, we all know it's made over a billion dollars. Highest grossing movie of 2023. And uh, going for the highest grossing movie of the pandemic, I think the only thing in its way is Top Gun Maverick. Yep. So that's a pretty that's pretty awesome. For, I, I got to save so myself. And then debuting this week at the number one spot, Gran Turismo with seventeen million dollars. By the way, more money I thought they would make. Same here. It doesn't. I'm sorry. And, and, and listen, if you guys have seen it and you want to hit us up, uh, you know, three FN on X at three FN uh, at three FN podcast and at three FN pod on uh, Twitter or sorry, no Instagram. You know, all the links are at three FN podcast.com. But if you want to hit us up on the social medias. And you saw it and it was good. Just let us know. I, I just, I don't know. It didn't and that look interesting to me. It didn't look like it was bad. It looked like it was, it looked like it was shot pretty well and stuff. But like the story doesn't interest me. Yeah. That's just personally me. But uh, Diesel, what's coming up in the box office? All right. Coming out this week on September 1st, we have The Equalizer 3 starring Denzel Washington. Denzel, baby. He's back. Uh, also coming out this week, The Good Mother and the horror movie Don't Look Away. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, by the way, uh, it came out this past week, and I saw a, an IGN article giving it a seven and a half. If you notice, I mentioned it last week when I took over for you for the one week when you're gone. S- Slother House? It's like a sloth, dark comedy horror movie. 
That, like, I guess IGN gave it a seven and a half. I need to see that fucking movie. We did see the trailer for that for one of the movies recently. Yeah, we yeah. did. But still, Slaughterhouse. Yeah. I got to go see this movie. I'm just throwing it out there. And if I do bonus review on <laughs> patreon.com slash 3FM podcast, go ahead, Diesel. And then debuting next week on September 8th, we have the horror movie The Nun 2. Okay. Then, then my pick for horror movie of the year, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. <laughs> and of course, that's going to be... No, I'm choking. I promise. It's not the 3FN Movie Club <laughs> movie that week. But I can tell you that the 3FN Movie Club uh, next week, there's going to be a vote going down on our Patreon in the next couple of days. It's, we still have a couple of days left. I can't, I'm can't. i not going to tell you who's in the lead, but there is a spot going to be up for the September 4th episode. So we'll either be in an all-anniversary shows. So we'll either be reviewing The Rundown with Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Underworld which both of those are celebrating their uh, 20th anniversaries. Then we might be doing a 25th anniversary because Rush Hour, Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan, uh, came out in 1998. So that is one of them at the 25th anniversary. And also there's a 30th anniversary on there of The Good Son, 1993. So if you guys want to hear one in particular, uh, our patrons are voting on it. The It, it is ending uh, I think Wednesday of this week, one of those will be your 3FM Movie Club of the Week. And then on September 11th, well, that's when we record. That's the Monday. So September 12th for you guys, unless you're on Patreon, because you get the same day, uh, we will be doing the Nun 2 for the 3FN Movie Club review. So those are the next couple weeks of 3FN Movie Club reviews for all of you fine folks. Diesel, I do believe you have this week's top three. This week's top three is your top three favorite voice actors or actresses top three favorite voice actors or actresses you know this was such a hard one uh because i watch so many things with different voice <laughs> actors and it's really kind of weird that like like you know when you think about everybody that you could pull from so i'm gonna tell you this my number three spot nancy cartwright of course the the, the woman who has brought us bart simpson for Almost 40 years now, or damn near. Actually, it might be 40. It's, it's been a long time. It's long, not 40, but it's like 37 because we it's, were kids. When we that were kids, <laughs> and I've I've appreciated it the entire, entire, entire time. Uh, next up, in the number two spot, and uh, you know, giving the shout out because Ron's not here, Peter Cullen, of course, uh, who hasn't he done, but most famously, Optimus Prime. And in my number one spot, and this is going to surprise nobody, especially Diesel, the legendary Mark Hamill, the voice of the Joker in uh, pretty much everything animated since Batman animated series. I mean, I could, there's been a couple other guys who have done it, but uh, Mark Hamill's been doing it for a long time. Video yep. games, everything. Love him. I think he's the best voice of the Joker. And I would argue that he might be the best Joker. Heath Ledger, acting-wise, <laughs> probably. But you know what? Uh, you could make an argument also that uh, Mark Hamill's is iconic with that voice. Diesel, what's your top three? All right. Coming in at number three, I have a twofer. They are always working together. Trey Parker and Matt Stone doing all the iconic South Park voices. I just love those guys. Yeah, great. Those are they're amazing. Uh, number two, we are going with the Queen herself, Tara Strong. Ooh, yeah. All sorts of you'll know her from everything. She's if there's a a panel of voice actresses, actors, she's probably been on it. Absolutely. And then number one, we're going. You had the best. Joker, I've got the best Batman, Kevin Conroy. Yes, the late great Kevin Conroy. Man, I, I'm glad that we both picked one of them. You know, it's amazing. Uh, dude, so good. So good. Great top three. And now that we finished up this week's top three, that means we're exiting Diesel's movie Triple Stuff. And when we exit the Triple Stuff, we go right into. Welcome to Three Movie Club. 
Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That's right, it's time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And this week, we are reviewing a movie that actually came out not this past week, but the week before. And of course, I'm talking about the Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx vehicle known as Strays. Good old rated R comedy. Where can you go wrong? And as we called it, the rated R homeward bound. (laughs) Uh, So I will throw it out there. uh, Usually uh, a little difference of rules this week, but I'm going to give you, uh, you know, we're not going to spoil anything up front. We never do. Well, we even if it's older movies, but usually for new movies, we take a break in the middle. We're not going to do it this week. We're just going to play the spoiler alert because this movie isn't going to get a long review because as a comedy there's not a lot that you can really just like deep dive if you will uh so if you're a new listener uh or you're somebody you might have if you're a new listener thank you for tuning in we appreciate it. i hope you stick around and uh, listen to some other episodes if you you need a reminder little show note we are not going to do the break here but we will play the spoiler alert so everything you hear in the be before the spoiler alert will be spoiler free then we'll go into the spoiler full review after the spoiler alert and end it all with uh the game which diesel will have to play solo and try to win the title back solo and finishing it out with our score so Diesel, are you ready to talk about strays absolutely so uh you know how we like to start off diesel Hit him off one time with... Man, I got a story to tell! In the adult version of Homeward Bound, Reggie must confront his trauma alongside his friends to go bite Doug's dick off. (laughs) I love it. Of course, uh, as I said before, Strays didn't come out this past week. It came out on August 18th of 2023 with a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Uh, It had a... uh, it does not have the budget listed here on IMDb, unfortunately. But I can tell you what the opening weekend box, as, box office was, was $8.2 million, uh, $8.2 million sorry. And its worldwide gross, as of right now, is $21.4 million. So not too bad. I'm sure the budget probably was probably between 10 and $15 million, yeah. if I had to guess. Uh, unfortunately, not listed on IMDb at this time. Now that uh, we have found out who are the little stats, we got to find out who made this movie who made this here? that's right who made it and of course first up is the director of the film and that would be uh, uh josh greenbaum i'm also going to give you normally we do a deep dive on this but because of sci-fi horror fest and being very tired i am sorry <laughs> we are going to do what kind of a short one on everybody so i i, I want to apologize because uh usually we go a little deeper but uh speaking of directing uh he's directed stuff as barb and the star uh becoming bond which was a documentary uh too funny to fail also a documentary and the short game uh he's he's done a few different things but nothing gigantic this is probably the biggest movie he's ever done uh in the writer seat we have dan peralt dan peralt you might remember him from uh the show american vandal which he also created uh real kids uh the screen junkie show which was a big show back when we were a little younger diesel And uh, most uh, one of the bigger movies he did, believe it or not, a movie called Shark Pool in 2011. <laughs> uh, I need to see that. I've seen House Shark, Shark Pool, right up my alley, Dan. Uh, sitting in the cinematographer chair for this movie, Tim Orr. Uh, you remember Tim Orr as a director of photography for Your Highness, uh, Seeking a Friend, Z for Zachariah, and most, most uh, the biggest one he's probably ever done, Pineapple Express. 
was the DP over on Pineapple Express. So he's got uh, some comedy chops there, my good friend. Very lively lighting. And last but not least, Dara Taylor was your composer on this film. She's been known uh, for doing, you know, Strays, obviously, most recently. But The Invitation, that came out uh, in 2022. Remember that? There was a vampire yep. film. Also, Barb and the Star and uh, The Tender Bar. So, Dara Taylor, man. Pretty awesome uh, young, young uh, people behind the camera. I like that. I'm, I'm liking the infusion of people who are uh, just coming to their own now and hopefully do bigger and better things as we go along. Of course, now that we know who made the movie, it's time to find out who starred in it. For the love of God, will someone please punch me in the face so I can see some scars? Of course, uh, most of this is all uh, pretty much voice acting. There is one role that we'll talk about in the real world, <laughs> if you will. But first up, let's be honest. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Will Ferrell, who plays Reggie the dog. Uh, Will Ferrell, of course, uh, SNL would come to mind right away. Old school, uh, you know, stepbrothers, uh, Talladega Nights, Anchorman. Yeah. Uh, we could literally sit here for 10 hours and list off Will Ferrell's accomplishments. Everybody knows Will Ferrell, and everybody loves Will Ferrell. Uh, speaking of everybody loving and knowing, playing Bug the Dog, the one and only Jamie Foxx. Of course, what don't we know him from? Uh, back in the day, we all remember for him from In Living Color, mm -hmm. but then he would go on for the Jamie Foxx show. And speaking of great things, uh, he was in Any Giving Sunday. He's been he played Ray Charles in the di uh, the biopic Ray uh, and t tons of other things. Like what hasn't Jamie Foxx done at this point in juncture? I mean, he even has a Grammy for an album because he sang on Gold Digger. He played the hardest motherfucker in Horrible Bosses. That is true. <laughs> Next up, Isla Fisher playing Maggie the dog. Of course, you remember Isla from Wedding Crashers, uh, Rango, uh, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, she's done a lot of uh, great stuff and actually a lot of voice acting yes. as well as regular acting. Uh, next up, man, playing Hunter the Dog because that's your main cast there. And in a man that we know from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Randall Park. You know him from WandaVision. He's popped up in the interview. By the way, he played President Kim in the interview. Yes. If anybody <laughs> should be worried about their life at any time, it's Randall Park. But he's a badass, and we love him for it. Uh, human Resources. He was. He did a voice on the Gremlin show, even. He was Jim Helper in The Office. Yeah, and of course, he reprised his role as Jimmy Woo in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, brother. And uh, also, he plays himself on Young Rock, which I... I always think is hilarious <laughs> in its own. Uh, there is only one man that we're really going to talk about as a as a live actor. And ladies and gentlemen, Will Forte <laughs> plays Doug, the man who is about to get his dick bit off. Of course, you remember him from SNL, of course. McGruber, Nebraska, The Last Man on Earth, the Lego movie. Uh, Will Forte is amazing. He is and in a... Very unlikable role. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of, now we're just going to go through some quick ones because these are just literally uh, uh, people who were in the movie just kind of briefly. Uh, playing one of the police dogs was Rob Riggle. Yep. He played Ralph. Uh, playing the other police dog, Josh Gad. Oh, okay. I, I knew Gad. I knew uh, Riggle, but I didn't realize that was Josh Gad. That's awesome. <laughs> playing the voice of Dolores the Couch, Sophia Vergara. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. Now you know why Bug wanted to hump that couch. I just want to throw that out there, because if, if that couch was talking to you like Sofia Vergara, yep. I think you would be doing the same exact thing, my son. Uh, Phil Morris played a uh, played a dog named Bubsy. Uh, most of these were dogs uh, outside of that. Uh, giving quick shout-outs. I'm just making sure I'm not missing anybody, because I like to double-check that, because, hey, we like to give the due here. Uh, oh, yes, I missed one of the greatest cameos of all time. I don't think it's a spoiler. Dennis Quaid playing Dennis Quaid. <laughs> 
and even references himself in the third person oh. in this movie. And that was amazing. So, and then there's a bunch of other people who have little sparts as well, but I think that got all the yeah. big names, Diesel. <laughs> now, this is normally a time where we give us give you our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down. Spoiler free recommendation, but once again, we're not going to do the break, so we're not going to do that. Uh, I will say real quickly, I do think we're both giving this a thumbs up as far as going to see it, but uh, we're we're not going to go into depth there because we're going to hit you with a spoiler. So once again, this is a comedy. I don't think you can spoil too much of this movie because it's a comedy, and I mean, the premise has been there the whole time. So with that being said, if you have not seen Strays and you don't want the movie spoiled, once again, I don't think there's any spoilers then this is the time to stop the podcast, see the movie, and then come back and hear what we say. If you don't care about having a spoiled or you've already seen the mo- movie, stay on board because we're about to enter the spoiler zone right about... Now, and of course, Diesel, let's give a little bare bones uh, run through of this. And then we'll do our likes and dislikes because honestly, there's n- it's a pretty basic story. Right. So, so the general grasp is Reggie the dog plays a game uh, called fuck and fetch. No, fetch and fuck. Fetch and fuck. First, he throws the ball. I fetch the ball. When I come back, he says fuck, and that's how I know I won the game. Yep. So, in a sad twist, uh, Doug is trying to abandon the dog because he blames the dog for getting caught being. Uh, an adulterer and having his life ruined so he keeps going out farther and farther trying to get rid of his dog well finally he takes the dog three hours away to the city throws the ball gets out of there and then reggie you know gets the ball and then realizes he's kind of lost and he befriends bug bug uh kind of saves his ass when two big dobermans are there getting ready to fuck reggie shit up and he starts to learn the ways of the street Absolutely. And then, of course, uh, Bug would then take him to meet uh, Maggie and Hunter at the dog park. Maggie and Hunter both have owners, though. And uh, Hunter is basically a support animal at an an old person's home. And Maggie, she has been replaced by a new cuter dog. So, you know, they still get out. And, of course, they plan on doing one of their get outs because they're like, oh, the humans leave stuff behind and then we can get it. It's like we're like kings. So they teach them how to, like, get scraps when uh, waiters drop food. Then they're drinking beer out of the uh, garbage garbage bags bags and getting really wasted. And then they teach them how to hump things. Uh, Once again, Reggie's first thing he teaches them how to own things because you just pee on it and then it's yours. Like I own half. Like I own a house, a car. I own a whole family. Actually, I'm good for myself. I'm doing good for myself, <laughs> as, as Bug puts it. And uh, so we have like hilarity ensues. But of course, as they're getting drunk, you know, it comes to, uh, basically uh, our hero, if you will, Reggie, does comes to the realization that man, Doug never loved me. He's an asshole. So I'm going back to Doug because I'm gonna bite his dick <laughs> off. And they all were like, I got to see this. Yeah, all of them and their little drunken post-pizza phase were like, fuck it, count me in. <laughs> so they have some landmarks. They have the, uh, what was what do they call it? The giant, the, the giant top. Then they have the devil in the sky. Or no, the, the wheel. And then the devil, devil in, in the, the sky. sky. <laughs> and uh, so, oh, so the, the, the wheel was first. So the big wheel was first. And that was at a carnival because it's a Ferris wheel. Yeah. And then the giant, I think it was called the giant top or giant mound of poop or something. And that's just a mountain. So they know that they're going on the right trail. And then finally, we find out the devil in the sky is a billboard of a postman. <laughs> and when they get to that, they all talk shit to it. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. I don't care how big you are. Devil in the sky. I'll fuck you and I'll get you. 
Uh, and along the way, they have these adventures. Like at one point, it took to, there's a subplot in this movie where there's a lost girl from a Girl Scout uh, uh, group. And uh, after Reggie and Bug get in a fight, uh, Bug, uh, Bug ends up fighting the girl. Uh, before that, they run into the police dogs, one of them played by Rob Riggle. And the police dogs end up narking them out and they get locked up. And then they, they shit everywhere with a bunch of other dogs and they all escape <laughs> this police thing as the guy's falling at all this shit. It's hilarious. Yeah, very juvenile humor, but, you know, sometimes... It- you know, we're 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 near forty. We're you need a little bit of juvenile humor to keep you young. So when the friends get separated because Bug finds this girl on accident when he's pissed off and walks away, and then Hunter and Maggie find him, and Reggie is already carried on because at this point he changes his mind. He goes, "You know what? I was wrong. I was a bad dog. That's why he did these things to me. I'm ready to go. You know, whatever. Because I just wanted to be a good dog." So. He goes back to the house and it's basically like after they do that, they're like, we can't leave him. So they go to find Reggie still. And uh, we find out Maggie earlier in the movie has this great sense of smell. So she ends up hunting down Reggie and it's good things she does because Reggie does get home to Doug and Doug looks at him and is basically what's going to happen, Diesel? In a very dark for this really jovial comedy, Doug is going to murder this dog. He realizes the fetch and fuck does not work. Fuck this dog. I'm going to snap his neck. And as he grabs a hold of Reggie and is going to do this, the door gets kicked down by Hunter, who at this point in Juncture has not been vicious at all, but he's got to save his friend, and he even rips the cone off from around his (laughs) neck. And as uh, he does that, he takes out uh, and takes down, uh, you know, and now we're in a position, Diesel. Now we've come to the main event. Now it's it's on and popping. What happens? What happens when they get dug down on the ground? So as they get dug down on the ground and knock over some some stuff so the house starts catching on fire, the hunters got Doug's shoulders pinned to the ground, Bug and Maggie each got one leg ripped apart to the sweet, sweet sounds of Miley Cyrus's wrecking ball. Reggie bites off Doug's dick. He wrecks them balls and dick. And, uh, and to add insult to injury, while pinning his shoulders down, we get uh, Hunter squats and takes a shit on Duck's face. Because, <laughs> hey, why not? I thought they were taking an even darker turns, thought that it was the silhouette of Hunter's dick again, because that was played a major part in their escape earlier. And also, throughout the movie, we find out that Hunter has a large cock. Yes. And um, so I thought he was going to get face fucked. I thought they were going that dirty. But a shit in the face will suffice. <laughs> and then uh, Doug gets exposed as a bad person as he comes out of the house. And the dogs, we find out in the epilogue at the end of the movie, uh, Bug, who has hated people and was loving being astray, that girl he saved, he's now his human. Yep. And uh, uh, Hunter and Maggie go back to their family, but now they are dating and, and banging. And then... Uh, our good friend Reggie decides he wants to stay astray, but he goes over and visit Bug from yep. time to time and, and the little girl. And uh, he also teaches all the new strays about being astray and gives them the lessons that Bug gave him. And, of course, the movie has to end on a comedy note. So as the mailman comes up to Bug's new home, <laughs> uh, they talk shit about bite. He's like, I bit a dick off before. I'll bite yours <laughs> off, too. It's 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 really fun and funny. It was, it was a very cute movie. There was a lot of juvenile humor, but there was a lot of, like, dealing with like actual trauma issues of abandonment and all this type of stuff. So it did actually have some, you know, some sentimental like emotion behind it. But man, did it actually hit all the comedy beats that you needed it to. I'll give you that. That's a good first like. So uh, Diesel, what are your likes from Strays? I I do like at the end, um, 
when Reggie takes over as being the streetwise dog, he did change one of the rules. Rule number three was you can't depend on anybody. Well, now the strays can depend on Reggie. He's going to be there for them. Yes. I like that. So they he took all the stuff that you learned from Bug, but like made it more friendly to the other strays. And also, uh, when he teaches him the lesson about anything you pee on is yours, one of the dogs goes to pee on the pole that he already peed on. He's like, that's my pole. Get a new pole. <laughs> so all that was of, fun. All the voice acting was very well done. The little subplot with Maggie and Hunter, like you felt compelled to that the entire movie, like the will they or won't they, the Ross and Rachel effect of this movie. I got to give a shout out to one of the scenes in the movie. So, of course, if you've seen the trailers or if you've seen the movie, you know, uh, there's a scene where they eat magic mushrooms <laughs> and they're tripping because they eat a lot of them. And, you know, that's the one in the if you've never seen the movie is the one in the, the trailer where it's like, oh, but you mean my human hands? Uh, so there's a part of this where Maggie sees that there's a toy chest and there's all these toys. And so there's and they start pulling the toys out and they're stuffed bunnies. And uh, yeah. In real life, they they were uh, just slaughtering a family of rabbits. And so there's a plot where they... Don't talk about the rabbits. Oh, what do you mean? That dead pile of rabbits over there? I know nothing about it. They they bury the evidence. I thought that was going in a different route because in the carnival scene with the Ferris wheel, we get the the self-narrating dog and Bug tells him, no, he wants to hear your fucking story. And the self-narrating dog just says, yeah, nobody wants to hear my story. But my person, he's a serial killer. I know where the bodies are. Yes. So I thought when they found the stuffed bunny, I thought it was a carnival prize and they were going to like find like the burial grounds. But it was even more funny that it was actual bunnies. Yeah. And then like when they come back out of it, like in the thing you see stuffing and stuff, but when you come back, it's just bloody body, <laughs> bloody rabbit parts everywhere. Yeah. And then they try to bury them, but it's mounted in the dirt. It's hilarious. Uh, the comedy beats in this movie were great. When they taught Reggie how to hump things, the... The, the garden gnome being, you know, tell, tell that gnome you're its dad. Yes. I, thank you, gnome. I'm your father. This is weird. I've always wanted a son. It's weird to do this with my son, but still, yeah, I'm your father. And then he would then throughout the movie, we could bring it up and I met a gnome and that's my son. <laughs> and I had sex with him. <laughs> uh, also, I like the, it was only the one little scene, but the little subplot of the uh, bulldog who was behind the electric fence. And then Reggie you know, gets his balls up and jumps the electric fence. I thought that was a cool scene because once the bulldog tries to get out, he just like gets zapped and just on the ground. Of course, he's wearing the collar. That's why. It was it was funny. I liked that a lot. Uh, there's a lot. I, I'm going to agree with you. The, the comedy beats in this yeah. movie are amazing. I love the fact that it's only an hour and a half long because yes. for a comedy. Comedy and horror is like that one and a half to 140 area is really, really important, I think, uh, as far as beats in my mind. I'm not saying that I can't laugh at something that's longer, but you got to be really good yeah. if you start getting past that hour and a half mark. And this movie uh, did that very well. Uh, I did like the story because I mean, let's be honest. The story is the story is actually really good. You're talking about a dog who doesn't realize that its owner hates him and is trying to get rid of him and is doing nothing but to try to go back. But when he realizes that, hey, we're gonna bite his dick off. <laughs> and I mean, yes, juvenile humor and the juvenile humor guy in me is like, this is great. I don't, you know, it's pretty basic. Like, fuck, I, I'm not wanted, so now I'm gonna bite your dick off because mm-hmm. that's what he loves more than anything. Because he, he, when they're doing the uh, in the beginning when he's kind of doing a pro log he's talking about his his favorite thing to play with is 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 his dick and uh man he strokes it but he won't let me play with it (laughs) it shows the scene of him getting up there trying to lick on it that's disgusting get away (laughs) you can just hear us laughing about this like 
definite juvenile humor, but sometimes that's what you need in a movie. It's just a simple plot and just dick and fart jokes. Before I go to dislikes, Diesel, I do want to point out one of my other likes that has nothing to do with the movie. It was the fact that, you know, me and Diesel, I'm 40, Diesel will be 40, and we were the youngest people in this fucking theater. There was some older folks that went to see this movie. I was just kind of like... I was kind of surprised about the ages of people in the theater. Well, we weren't the youngest because there was that family that brought like their seven and nine year old. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is not a movie for seven or nine. No, please don't bring your seven or nine year old. But I was just talking about yes. most of the people in the theater were like older. I, I had flashbacks from when we saw the Violent Night movie for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought the older people were going to walk out and they were in the wrong theater again. But they were not they enjoyed it and they were laughing their asses off throughout this movie so there you go you never you, you always stay young at heart i guess uh diesel with all every movie there's some dislikes what are some of your dislikes for strays so this one like the dislikes i really can't judge because i'm not looking at this movie as i'm looking at barbie or oppenheimer for like recent ones the plot is basic but that's all it needs to be so Having a basic plot is usually a negative, but in a comedy, you don't want a convoluted plot. You don't want, you know, this is not a movie where you're going to go out afterwards and be like, talk about different theories of it. This is just a basic, good-humored comedy. Oh, I forgot for a like for us, we lo- we love the soundtrack to this movie. Oh, the soundtrack was very good. There was some awesome shit in that soundtrack. <laughs> and the Wrecking Ball, it was one of the funniest times ever. Wrecking Ball starts playing in the dick bite off scene, and it's just like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> Uh, Preaks perfect sense, and then you know we we had some shimmy ya. There was there's a lot of stuff. We Ice Cube. There's some yep. Ice Cube sightings in this fucking movie. Some Snoop sightings. <laughs> like this is this was a this is a real 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 was, fucking great soundtrack. It was a nice throwback to like classic hip hop. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, dislikes. I'm with you. I can't. And this is why we didn't do the break in the middle because the second half of the show would be super short. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you can't complain about a lot of this stuff because the plot was basic. It was, you know, was there some dumb humor? Yeah, but that's what this was. Uh, like, because I could say some of it, the jokes didn't hit, but a lot of them hit for me. Yeah. I, was this like, you know, Barbie or Oppenheimer or Jaws or, and I know I'm ruining my scoring a little bit, like, no, but it wasn't supposed to be. And that's why comedies are a little harder to grade. Uh, if you're asking for the box checks, did it make me laugh? Yes. yes. Was the story at least coherent? Yes. Yep. And uh, w- would I watch it again, which is going to kind of give you a clue? Absolutely. Yeah. So. Like, I'll throw this as a dislike just so we have one out there. Like, their their plot of, you know, Doug drove them th- drove Reggie three hours, but he remembered the three landmarks. Like, normally in a normal movie, I would just be like, all right, there's no way they're, like, making this trek in this short period of time. But, I agree. But in this movie, like you don't, it's not central to the plot. It's the journey of the friendship growing between the four dogs, them learning about themselves. Because at one point, Reggie is just like, won't leave the ball, and Bug calls him out. He's like, "You're going back to him after all that shit. You realize that Doug did to you. You're going back to him." Which caused a little bit of a fight. Of course, we forgot about when Bug gets kidnapped by the bird. No, oh. I heard. Yo, I heard those motherfuckers don't even have dicks. They, they fuck themselves to create, procreate. It's like the bird scocks and it's like it's in subtitles. So it's like fuck off. It's, it's 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 crazy. But yeah, you don't go to this movie going to like think and then have like that long drawn out conversation afterwards. You know, like even like even this bad example, what the conversation that we had after Moonfall, where we're trying to make sense of it and trying to like see how they could have made this a good movie. This one, you're just there for the laughs. That's all you're there for. The story is secondary. Absolutely, I can't agree with you more. <laughs> so with that, Diesel, you know what time it is. Uh, you're gonna have to do it by yourself. But after 
we give our full spoiler full review it's time to find out what the scores from around the internet are and we like to do that by time to play the game time to play the game That's right, it's time to play the game, and of course, when you're playing by yourself, <laughs> much like playing Doug. with yourself, much like Doug, you have to go against yourself until we change the rules a little bit. So the rules to the single-player game is such. You have to come within five points above or below the score to get the point. Three points wins, and uh, to, to add in there, if uh, you win, you're the champion. Doesn't matter that Ron won the championship by himself when he <laughs> played the game. Now you can win the title back, Diesel. Are you ready to see? And I give you a little clue because it's a lot harder yeah. when it's just one person. So are you ready to play the game, Diesel? Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to start off with IMDb using points. Out of 10, what did they give strays? Uh, we'll go 6.5. So we have 6 to 7. Okay. So 6.5. And did he get a point? He did. 6.4 out of 10. Okay, Super sweet. close. Ooh, I would have busted. <laughs> Next up, Metacritic. So this is critics only. Out of 100%, I can tell you this much. It is lower than the IMDb score. Yeah. It's definitely... No surprise there, by the way. We're going to go with a 5.5. I think it had a surprising amount of heart where critics will find enjoyment in it. So a 55% is yep. what you're saying because it's yep. percentage. All right. So uh, did he get the points, ladies and gentlemen? And... He did 54%. 54%. Diesel, you are on a roll right now. Uh, you might actually get that uh, clean sweep out here. Can you believe it? So, pressure's not on. You only need one more point, though. Next up, Rotten Tomatoes critic score out of 100%. What did they give strays? And I can tell you it is somewhere in the neighborhood of the two numbers you've just listed. Yeah, we're going to go with 5.8. So 58%. Yep. Oh, yeah, 58 We're at 58%. 58%. And is Diesel, is that for the win? It is. Ladies and gentlemen, Diesel is your new champion, but can he get the flawless victory? We're going to find out right now. Diesel, next up, Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Out of 100%, what did they give strays? And I can tell you that it's so far it's the highest score we've gotten. 73%. You're saying 73%. Does he get it? Does he continue the <laughs> flawless victory? He does. 70%. Holy shit. <laughs> 70%. Diesel, it's coming down to the wire right now. So there's only one thing left, and that, of course, is the dreaded Google users. Now, Google users out of 100%, what did they give strays? And I will give you the clue that it is the highest of the scores. Yeah, Normally, we're in the mid-80s, but new movies are that weird wild card. I'm going to say 77%. 77%. This is for the flawless victory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, did you think you got the flawless? Did you think you got the flawless victory, Diesel? <sighs> Google users, I, I'm never sure of. <laughs> you said 77%, correct? Final answer? Yep, 77%. Okay. 77%. Did he get it? Do you think I, everybody listening right now, do you think he got flawless victory? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find out. Because... Flawless victory. That's right. Flawless victory. 82%. You almost missed it. If you would have said one more off, if you would have said 76%, you would have ruined the flawless victory. So, ladies and gentlemen, Diesel gives a gets a flawless victory. Let's give him a big round of applause. That's enough of that shit. I'm a good dog. <laughs> oh, that's enough of that shit. All right. Now, 
that we have gone through the uh, scores from around the internet. It is time finally to give our scores. So Diesel, are you ready to give your scores for Strays? Because I think I am. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And of course, how we give our scores is we first give you the nerd score followed by my critic score. And the nerd score is a recommendation score that's based on our critic score and entertainment score. What that means is that if a movie is critically bad, but super entertaining, that's going to raise its stock on the nerd score and actually vice versa. A movie could be critically great, but not good or boring, and it's going to drop its stock. So, And we have had those uh, things happen, <laughs> believe it or not. Yep. So with that, the nerd scale also only has five parts. That's just five levels, and here they are. A one is no. That means the movie is terrible. You should never watch it. A two is you've been warned. And that means the movie's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned not to watch it. A three is eh, it's good. These are average to, you know, good movies, but you don't need to rush out and see them. You're probably not going to add them to your collection. If they come on a streaming service that you have, or it might be on in the background somewhere, feel free to give it a watch, but you probably won't ever watch it again. It's not going to, but you're not going to regret seeing it. A four is when you start to get into the big ones because a four is just take my money. And that means, hey, go see that in the theater. You can add it to your collection. You might even add it to your rotation. These are the very good to great films and uh, you're going to love the movie and you're definitely going to watch it again at least. And last but certainly not least is the rarefied air known as certified nerd. And that is uh, where the instant classes, the legendary films live. Films like Jurassic Park, Jaws, amongst others, are certified nerd. These are the creme de la creme. You are going to go see them in the theater. You're going to go see them when they're re-released in the theater. You're going to buy the special edition DVD. You're going to add it to your rotation. These are the best of the best. Diesel, are you ready to give your nerd score for Strays? All right. I've landed on a four. Show me the money! Comedies are very hard to rate. But this one comes down to just pure entertainment value. Will I see this movie again? Absolutely. Did I mind spending money to go see it in theaters? Absolutely not. I would I would pay to see this movie again. It was a very fun watch. It did have a little message in it about, you know, finding yourself and not being dependent on somebody else for validation. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was fucking hilarious i love crude humor and i think this is a good signpost movie like if you watch this movie and you find yourself agreeing with like us on our opinions on this you'll know to take our advice on other comedies you know what you know it's going to be funny because they're taking our advice and if you agree with us because i'm with you on that it is a four Show me the money! just take my money i enjoyed this movie uh comedies are hard to rate i'm when i do my critics you are gonna see I, I actually give this a bump up and you'll see why uh but they're hard to rate because they're comedies at the end of the day comedies aren't meant to be great movies they're not meant to be you know cinematic classics they're not meant to even necessarily be shot well the story doesn't fucking matter because it's a comedy and at the end of the day it's supposed to make you laugh and this movie on the aspect of entertainment and making you laugh, if you have a juvenile sense of humor, which we do, which is bonus, <laughs> you are going to laugh your ass off at this movie. This movie is funny, it's rude, it's crude, it's unapologetic, but it's hilarious at the same point in juncture. Uh, but where it gets its bonus points, where it gets the bonus points in the critical zone even for me, is that the story is coherent. There is a story to this movie. There's even subplots in this movie that make sense which you don't have to have in a comedy, but this has them. Does that mean I liked everything? No, but at the same point in juncture, 
it's weird to see a coherent storyline with coherent subplots in a dick and fart joke movie yes. if we're just calling it crude. Uh, also, soundtrack was amazing in this movie. This movie was shot very well. I love the different styles we saw in this movie, especially like in the trip scene. We get to see an animation. We get to see pu- the hand puppet. We get to see all sorts of crazy shit that you don't normally see in a movie. I mean, we have a talking sofa that a dog humps. We have a gnome that says someone's son. <laughs> he humps. It's just, you know, because Reggie takes everything so literally, so it's hilarious. And that's where Will Ferrell shines in, by the yes. way. This is one of those movies where when, when you think of Will Ferrell comedies, this is going to go down, I think, if you like Will Ferrell comedies and you see this movie, this is going to go down with some of his better comedies because this is his wheelhouse, playing the kind of lovable idiot. Yes. Because this whole time, because he's sheltered and everything, He's a lovable idiot. Like, I mean, hey, uh, after they save each other, oh, man, we should pee on each other so we, we belong to each other. PFFs. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. We're PFFs are the life. Uh, and then, you know, they have, like, all this other great stuff. And it's like, like I said, when he tells the gnome, you're tell it, tell it, tell it you're your daddy. No, hey, gnome, I'm your father. I, I've always wanted a son. It's kind of weird because he takes it literally. And it's just, even when he goes to talk to Doug at the end before Doug's going to snap his neck, he's apologizing to Doug. <laughs> like, I know you can't understand me, but, and he, he's, like, going into, like, like basically, you know, things that, it's crazy. It's just I like it. It's a great performance. I thought all the voice actors did a great job as well. Because of that, I'm giving this a 7 out of 10. I was originally going to give it a a 6.5, which I think is also fair. But I'm like, you know what? The technical stuff was really good, too. Like, the shooting of it, the cinematography was great. The soundtrack was great. I almost forgot to mention that. And that's going to get the extra points to get to that 7. So I'm going to say it's a 7 out of 10. This is a really good, fun comedy. If you like rude, crude, dick joke fucking movies, this is for you. And if you're listening to us, I think you might do that. Because, I mean, we are rude, crude, and we tell dick jokes. And uh, we're unapologetic at times. And we definitely swear and everything else. So I think if you're listening to this show, you've picked up on the fact. I'd be surprised if you're a listener of us that you don't like this movie. I mean, it could happen because some people like their comedy a little different. But I'm just saying, if you like our brand of humor, I think you're in. We all know that if you're a minnow, you're a hung like hunter, even if you're only Reggie size. Well, next week's show, that's going to do it for this week. Sorry, 3FN Movie Club Review. Next week's 3FN Movie Club Review is going to be what I'm going to call Patreon Potpourri. Uh, we don't know where we don't know where we're going to get next week. Uh, there's choices. I listed them earlier, so it's going to be one of those. But next week, you're going to get one of those reviews for the re, uh, for the 3FN Movie Club Review, followed by the week after where Diesel will not be joining us because he shan't be seeing the nun. I'm going to get somebody in here. I think, uh, I think I got the perfect guest to make a return to 3FN to pull off review duties for Diesel that week. I'm not excited to see the movie either because I've always called the first nun movie Jump Scare the Movie. It wasn't really creative. They just did jump scare after jump scares. And you never know, I may call an audible. I'm just letting you guys know out there, depending on how that photo goes on Patreon, I may call an audible. So you might be tapped back in and we might be changing it. So ladies and gentlemen, I have announced it, but listen, card is subject to change on the 3FN podcast. And it's not because I'm scared of it. I just, because you know me, I love fucking horror movies. I just don't like jump scare movies because there's nothing creative in it. And if you've ever seen the first nun, there's nothing creative about that fucking movie. So I won't do any of like the religious, like, demons and stuff like that movies but this one even for that genre like there's other ones that came out recently that looks so much better like that let me in that looks so much better than oh let me in was tremendous tremendous like, like these ones it's just like eh, it doesn't look good uh so you're out for the exorcist believer correct <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I i'm in for it we will be doing that in the show in october uh, although that one actually does look good but i'm out <laughs> yeah but also david gordon green uh, I still got the bad taste from the Halloween trilogy in my mouth, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but preparing for the worst. Yeah. 
with that being said folks though thank you so much for tuning in of course ron isn't here so you don't get to hear him shit on uh harry potter this week so uh, I'm sure that it would have been something about rides at Universal or how the book is better. Or I, I can't believe the, they made it for children. I tried that butter beer and it gave me indigestion. Zero out of ten stars. <laughs> that seems to be all the bad ones you can find. But uh, <laughs> once again, send all your hate to at RedX230 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Uh, not us, because we're, I mean, we've admitted we have not seen the movies, but we don't hate them either. <laughs> From what I've seen of the movies, after hearing his reviews, I am finding out I'm a bigger fan of Harry Potter. <laughs> I might have to watch the movies. His reviews have maybe turned me into a Harry Potter fan. I'm just going to throw that one out there. If I if I had more time, Diesel, because I keep getting my time shorter and shorter, uh, you know. With that being said, though, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's 3FN podcast. For my until next week, for myself, for Diesel, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later, nerds. Woof, woof. And uh, usually, this is where uh, Ron would say Harry Potter just sucks people, but I'm just gonna leave it to Porky the Pig. (laughs) 